Hey, this is Glenn. Welcome to another episode of Difficult Questions. This one, when is self-segregation bad? This is on the back of the ideal of diversity and inclusion and the practicality of comfort and being comfortable with people with the same backgrounds as you. This obviously is an ideal that's pushed because we have a majority in the country that is, let's say, Caucasian and in power. And people are having a call for, hey, why don't you stop being around all Caucasian people and all hiring Caucasian people? And why don't you mix this up? Which is an awesome call. I just wonder if then do we take that to its other conclusion and saying, hey, we need diversity and inclusion on all groups. I know this can be a, a bit of a, a sticky situation, especially, well, well, we'll talk about housing, but then let's also talk about special groups. So for example, all women's yoga classes or all women's conferences or the idea for men to want to get together and how that can be, has been problematic in the past. So how do we deal with that? And, and is it problematic for women to want to get together or is it problematic for certain groups to want to get together? Is it problematic to have continued areas of communities that are one demographic or primarily one demographic because we've had laws to keep people down in the past. We've kind of expunged, I think from what I can tell, the official practices of keeping certain demographics down, but people still want to be comfortable with people that have the same backgrounds and maybe life outlooks and life views, which ends up building self-segregation. So how do we deal with this? Uh, I have a friend that talked about loving to go to conferences that are just for women because she didn't have to worry about the sexual dynamic of men wanting to maybe hit on her or the distraction of that coupling, that pair bonding, and just focusing on the the subject at hand. And I know, conversely, the military has always argued that. And they'd say, hey, our job is to go kill people. <laughs> and so having women in combat or having homosexuals in combat, now we throw that dynamic of pair bonding into this mission of going to kill people, which makes things problematic. And then people have pushed back on that and said, you can't exclude somebody because you're worried they're going to have sex. But I was just listening to a, an interview with a woman that had been in the Navy on a ship. And she was saying, yeah, there's unofficial sex everywhere. Because in the military, we deny this humanity that we have. In, in the past, when my dad was in Vietnam, you know, men were only in combat. But there were Vietnamese brothels. And interestingly, he was telling me that the brothels were run 
often by the Viet Cong. So these American soldiers were paying for, for company and the cut, a huge cut was actually going to fund the Viet Cong. So there's this official deniability of, of humanity. And with that, we're going to say, okay, we, we have women on ships or we have people that are sexually attracted to each other on ships for long periods of time doing the government's work and they're going to get distracted and they're going to have unofficial coupling and coupling that is not condoned because the, the military can't condone that. What do we, what do we do about that? How do we, how do we integrate but at the same time, keep focused? I was listening to a person talk about the history of segregation and housing in the United States. And officially, it's we've not been allowed to segregate on demographics since 1964. But then realtors, in order to make money, started forcing fears of integration on people and then having white families sell houses for cheap to get out as incentive to then be able to resell those houses to black families for more to turn a turn a profit for realtors so the, this person that ran the had done the research was saying that even though it's officially not been allowed since 1964 people with money motivations people with racist motivations have found ways to keep communities segregated and then i've run into you know we have communities that are little armenia that we have little tokyo we have chinatown these these city these parts of cities that are built up around cultures especially cultures of immigrants because immigrants want to be around immigrants. They want to keep their same culture and identity and family and language. But then is that segregation? And is that integration? Is that diversity and inclusion? Is that okay as long as they're a minority and not in control? But when does it not okay? If, if little Armenia, all the Armenians in little Armenia become in control of that part of the town? Is that okay as long as they don't get too big? Because then are they a majority minority? I know that dictators, specifically, let's say, for example, Saddam Hussein had used this idea of taking the number minority and putting them in power to subjugate the majority. And then that just leads to contention. Are we by having a Chinatown, a little Armenia, uh, the Jewish part of the, the, the city, are we breeding contempt? And then there's this comfort side where I was a theater major and we had, to, we had a, a black theater program at my university. And I remember reading this 1960s play called Black Mask. And it was about a black man on the subway in the 60s who had to put on the face of white society and pretend like he was one of them, one of the, the white people. And they, they called it his black mask. 
the author. The author called it his black mask. And there's this idea that you act one way around your white friends. And then when you're home, you have this level of comfort. Because I grew up in a diverse community. And I, also, I always knew that I didn't know what was going on. And I was going to different friends' cultures, uh, houses. I'm comfortable being uncomfortable. My parents always said, you just need to be... You, Basically, I can never be comfortable. I have to always be the this this very kind, bland, vanilla, you could call it, person and never kind of relax around people because I never want to offend people accidentally. And this comes from just being comfortable, making jokes. I was around uh, a party of women just last week and they started to kind of get comfortable and started talking about men and pair bonding with men and then how much money that men that man made and if he was going to take care of you and you know we always when we get comfortable we fall back on these ideals that women are objects and men are resources and i've always fought that therefore i'm not comfortable around that and i i had to leave i had left the group, I said, I, I have nothing to offer here. <laughs> this is not a conversation I want to be part of. At the same time, I don't, I'm usually not around groups of men because that devolves into talking about sex, objectifying women, uh, their sexual prowess or whatever that may be. Everything is in regards to sexuality because men have this overbearing sex drive monster. So whenever they get comfortable around each other, they start talking about it. And I don't want to have any part of that. I also, I kind of am uncomfortable with too many of one kind of person in the room, too many white people in the room. Well, Glenn, you're white too. I know there's just there. I'm one, so I can't have anybody else. And it's my comfort is discomfort is, is, I don't want people to relax and start making these assumptions that we have all the same life view. Cause I love, I embrace that diversity and inclusion. I was doing that just because that's the way I grew up, but before it became a, a thing we have to hold up. So is that okay? What is okay? I know that I started producing films because I wanted to see the stuff that I grew up with on on film. I wanted to see story versions of diversity and inclusion about the intermingling of these societies and the conflict that happens in between those. But some people don't want to see that. And some people do want to see that. Uh, I know superhero movies in the U.S., there's been a huge push for having Asian superheroes in the U.S. Even though in China, there are plenty of Asian superheroes. <laughs> and in other Asian countries, there are plenty of Asian superheroes. Here, it's also unique to have a person of East Indian descent in a superhero type role. So there's been a push there. But there are super Indian people in India all the time. And since we are a culture of, of immigrants, we need to support that in ways that other countries don't, arguably. But when and how does that work? Because there are a lot of conflicts. I don't know. So when is 
self-segregation bad. When you become in power, when you start making decisions, if a black man wants to take a yoga class, but it's all an all women's yoga class, and he wants to take it not because he wants to look at beautiful women, but because the yoga instructor is amazing, is that okay? And if the women say, no, this is our safe space just for women, is that segregation acceptable? Because we've challenged that with, let's say, Boy Scouts saying, look, girls want to learn this stuff too. You can't just say boys are only allowed. But then you also deal with the problem that the girls and boys may start to be attracted to each other. And what does that mean? And how do I have to deal with that? And then your chaperones have to deal with that. Same time, this hypothetical black man in this women's yoga uh, studio, he may start being attracted to them or they may start being attracted to him and it changes the dynamic and people are then distracted about that. And is that okay? And how do we deal with that? And, and who's in how much power when? And when do we challenge that? Uh, I see these huge conundrums. We have these ideals and we love throwing out ideals, just back to this woman about housing. She was saying, well, basically she had no, she had no solution for segregation. It was just an explanation of how, how communities have stayed segregated here. And she used this as an, as an opportunity to really insult racists. That was, I think the goal, the end goal. And my question is, okay, we're, we're, we're insulting racists, but really how do we, now that these, these towns are segregated and we have the poor black people that live over here and the affluent white people that live over here, how even, and we're there because of history and we were there because of expectations, culture expectations and opportunities. How do we actively start integrating and do we? And there's no answer for that. It's completely complex. So what are your thoughts? When is self-segregation bad? When is it good? And how do we integrate with this diversity and inclusion ideal with all of the logistical difficulties with being uncomfortable with people that have a different life view and a life background than you? Thanks so much. 